everybody, welcome back to the show, Dr. Movie, the show on wheels. I still haven't come up with anything any better than that, but uh, the, the, my, my show in my car, or the show you listen to in your car while I'm driving my car, I don't know, I'm still working on it, but anyways, back with another uh, Italian flick for you, uh, this one's not a giallo, but uh, kind of gets lumped in there because... We know we've talked about uh, Blood and Black Lace from Mario Bava. Well, this is the first movie from his son, Lumberto Bava. Now, Lumberto Bava has made some of my favorite Italian horror flicks, namely Demons 1 and 2. Um, but uh, I think I saw those before I saw... Matter of fact, I think I saw Demons as the the first uh, Italian flick where I actually knew that was, you know, a foreign flick uh, before I've seen any of these. So uh, it's kind of nice to harken back to the guy that kind of got me uh, interested in all this. If you haven't seen Demons, then you're really missing out. Um, Maybe I need to do a review on that. I I did, when this was House of Wax in the early days, I did a video presentation of... uh, of demons, so uh, you should go on YouTube and check that out. But anyways, we're here to talk about a different movie from 1980 called Macabre, or if you say it here in the you know West Tennessee like I do, it's Macabre. <laughs> How about that Macabre? Yeah. So Macabre, uh, 1980. Like I said, uh, Lamberto Bava's first flick to really come out and, and make any kind of impact and I gotta tell you I, there's no way I can describe this movie uh, well let's just say that if, if you if you don't like spoilers then you may want to turn this one off because I don't know how I can talk about this one and not give away the spoilers because this movie is so messed up if you want a movie that's just so bizarre this is it right the story of this is, uh, it's just messed up. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. Uh, basically, uh, the most dysfunctional family ever is what this movie is about, right? So let's, uh, let's look and see what it says here. Uh, it says, Jane moves into a, a New Orleans boarding house after her lover's death, and her blind landlord suspects that she is still involved with her dead lover. Yeah, uh, that's one way to put it. <laughs> uh, man, where to even start with this one? Uh, well, let's talk about who's in it. Uh, nobody in particular that's going to really stand out. Uh, I just want to bring up that the guy that's uh, that's blind in this one, his name is <laughs> Stanko. His first name is Stanko. Uh, Stanko Molnar. Uh, he just, uh, I don't know if he came from a large family and that's just uh, the, the luck of the draw and he got the name Stanko. I think I might name, if I ever have another kid, Stanko. Just, just because, right? Uh, maybe a pet, right? Maybe I'll get lucky in a grandkid, you know. Maybe number three will be Stanko. I don't know. But uh, just had to point that out. And uh, he's been in a, in a few flicks that I will uh, 
possibly talk about later on in on this show. Um, Bernice Stedger's main character, uh, man, how she's not in more stuff, I don't know, because she's uh, pretty terrific in this one, just because of the subject matter. I don't know, I think she pulls it off pretty well. And um, so what's going on, you start off, like I said, this lady's uh, visiting her kids, she's got two kids, a son and a daughter, and she's deciding that it's time to go back to her place that she stays, so apparently this is a broken marriage, and um, when she leaves, she's going back to the boarding house, again, her, her landlord is a blind guy, so that uh, obviously adds to the suspense of everything that's going to happen later on. But uh, <laughs> she gets back to her place, and Fred shows up. Fred's her lover. And uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. This guy, he either, can, uh, he either has an appendage that he can snake out a, a sink drain <laughs> or something, because he has got her number, right? She is totally obsessed with Fred. And, uh, wow, they show them uh, getting together and uh, being cordial. It shows the, uh, the daughter that we just saw earlier drowning her baby brother. Well, he's not a baby. He's, you know, six, seven years old. But she's drowning him in the bathtub. So right off the bat, you're going, what the heck is going on here? So, yeah. The daughter drowns her brother, and she's, it's like she's trying to be like her mom, because she's into trying to smoke, and then we're talking 12, maybe, uh, trying to smoke a cigarette, going through her mom's lingerie that's left there at the house, and, you know, very, very creepy. <laughs> uh, she's obviously too smart for her age. And knows a lot of stuff. And apparently the mom has been uh, struggling with the, the, the leaving of the family and to, to be with Fred. But man, when Fred's around, that's all that matters. Well, in the middle of their uh, visit, she gets a phone call. And they're basically saying, hey, you got to come over here. Your, your son's been found dead. So... She freaks out and tells Fred, you have to drive me because I'm too much of a nervous wreck. So Fred's driving her down the road to get back to the house where her son is being killed. And they have a car accident, and it kills Fred. And uh, that kind of sets up the rest of the movie. So I think it goes to a few years later. And the mom has had to go to... Oops, sorry about that. The mom has to go to uh, some therapy, stay in a hospital for a while, try to regain any kind of normalcy that she can. Lots of guilt, all that kind of stuff. But uh, she comes back to live a normal life, back at the same place. The guy, the blind guy, held the place for her because he's a. Uh, He's secretly attached or uh, attracted to her. 
even though he can't see her. I guess because he hears all the moaning and groaning with Fred, he's uh, aroused or whatever and uh, interested. And she is awful nice to him because she, you know, is paying money to stay there, keeps everything kind of secret. But uh, from there on, this movie just gets really bizarre. <laughs> so uh, she has basically built a little shrine for Fred that she puts up on a cabinet and uh, continues to uh, have sex even though Fred's not there, but you hear her calling out Fred's name a lot. Or at least the, the, the blind guy does. Robert Duvall, of all, of all names. That's the name of the, the blind guy. Or the, in the movie, his name's Robert Duvall. But there you go. Oh, this was to be based in New Orleans, too. Which, uh, you know, that's a little different for the Italian flicks. And, uh, so yeah, obviously something odd is going on. But as the movie goes on, you find out that <laughs> she's got little keepsakes and stuff that are just a little creepy. Um, so like I said, this shrine's got all kinds of stuff like razor blades that he would use to shave his face. And just all kinds of, like, over-the-top obsessed kind of things, right? Well, it gets to where the uh, the the ex-husband brings the daughter over to check on her and just make sure she's alright even though he wants to have nothing to do with her and brings the daughter to see her and the daughter is so happy to see her I, I'm kind of gathering the whole killing of the brother was to try to draw the mother closer and get back into the family kind of thing pretty desperate pretty crazy this kid needs to be locked up. Just saying. And uh, from there, the daughter starts snooping around and finding out more and more things that are just so disturbing. Uh, she finds this little, almost like a little keychain. And there's something attached to it that's obviously some sort of meat. <laughs> uh turns out it's a piece of Fred's earlobe. Yeah. And she keeps it in her bed. Right? Okay. But, uh, so the daughter finds this out. Also, the daughter sneaks in the house one day and says that she's bringing her mom a book. She waits till her mom's always gone because that's the only way she can snoop around. But she, uh, <laughs> she sneaks in the room and tells Robert, that she wants to go upstairs. She got her, her mom a book as a surprise and wanted to go upstairs and leave it in her room. Well, when she goes up there, it's a picture of her dead brother that she puts on a tabletop just to mess with her mom. So, this kid is evil. So, it's like, you don't even know which direction to go here, right? Because you've already got feelings that this is the worst woman on the planet because she's thrown everything away. Kids, house, husband, everything for a lover. And, uh, like I said, so obsessed with him that even after death, she's, uh, collected let's just say body parts. And, uh, she's keeping something in the freezer, which has a lock on it. And as the story goes on, again, I don't know how to talk about this and not 
give it away. So, like I said, if you don't like spoilers, you may want to turn off now and go to Tubi and watch this movie. But I'm telling you, it, it, this thing kind of moves pretty slow. But when you get to the end, you're just like, you almost feel like you need a shower <laughs> after watching this one. But uh, we go through the whole uh, mystery of what's in the freezer, right? What's in the ice box? And uh, come to find out that when they had the car wreck, Fred was decapitated. And she's got Fred's head in the freezer. Yeah, that's right. Fred's dead, baby. Fred's dead. And every night when she gets in the mood, she whips out the head. <laughs> she dresses up in a negligee. I mean, she's, you know, full tilt like he was actually there. And it's just bizarre. <laughs> that's, that's all I can say. I mean, to see this lady laying in the bed and making out with a frozen, decapitated head. I don't I don't know how you can get any crazier than that. And then, like I said, you got the daughter who's killed her own brother. This is this family is just so messed up. Anyways, comes to find out that she's trying to make amends with her with her mom, the daughter is. And she wants to spend more time with her. And she decides, hey, let's have a meal and let me cook for you and Robert, right? So they sit at a table and they're eating. And the mom's like, oh, this is real good. You put the touch of cinnamon in there just like I taught you. Yeah, I hope everything's good. And when the mom picks up the spoon, that chunk of the earlobe is in the soup. So mom freaks out, takes off. She starts going wacko. The daughter follows her up there and is like, yep, you're going to go crazy again. And... You know, they're going to lock you away forever. So the daughter is like getting a revenge on her mom. So at one point you think she's trying to get closer to her. But it's almost like she's wanting to drive her off the deep end. And that be it. And uh, then she tells her mom about her brother. That she actually killed him. And how hard it was to hold him underwater. It's just messed up, man. Anyways, the mom snaps and does the same thing to her. Takes her and shoves her in the bathtub. Drowns her. Actually, I think she strangles her first, then proceeds to drown her, leaves the tub running, the water's running, you know, overfilled, it's pouring down the staircase, and the mom decides, uh, you know, she's pushed Robert down the stairs, because he knows too, and uh, <laughs> so you got Robert, who's been thrown down the stairs, a dead daughter in the tub, what do you think she would do, get in the car and drive off? No. Would she call the police and report everything's happened? No. What does she do? Let's whip out the head. Let's uh, let's get in our negligee and get in bed with Fred, or Fred's head. And uh, while that's going on, she hears a noise, and it's Robert, and they have a confrontation in the kitchen. And needless to say that uh, the woman doesn't end up in a good state. So, uh, I'll leave that there. But, uh, yeah, man, you want bizarre. You want kind of bothersome. You won't forget this movie. No way. Uh, and again, uh, it's just, (laughs) 
It's really different. <laughs> so there you go, folks. Uh, that's Macabre, 1980. I'm going to give this a, a 3 out of 5. It's not one I want to revisit a lot. But uh, it's a solid film. Good acting. Again, Lamberto Bava. I love his work. This one's just a little one of those that uh, you just probably won't revisit a whole lot. So there you go. Hope you enjoy it. Check it out. Let me know what you think about this one. And we will check you later.